X-Ray. Hello, and welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. And today, extra caffeine. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. Let's talk about money. Um, should I introduce you? I realize that now you've been in the episodes and we don't mention your name Important until context, the end. Clues, yeah. yeah um, and I'm Will Romy, the producer. Great. Yes, yeah. One of our listeners, Lola, wrote in with a question. She said, hi, I have a, qu- <laughs> hi, I have a question. Hi, I have a question about how to do anything long term with crushing amounts of college debt. Long story short, I have over six figures of college debt that I'll never be able to pay off. The balance will be forgiven in 30 years, but I don't even know how I'll pay the tax that I'm going to owe on the free money. In the meantime, I'll never qualify for a mortgage, and I worry that any savings or retirement account that I scrape together will get confiscated slash obliterated when the new tax bill comes due. How do I get through adult life permanently in debt? I don't have other debt. Never bought a new car, credit cards are paid off every month, etc. Well, Lola, this is an incredibly common problem. Um, But the first thing I want to do is kind of challenge the assumptions that are baked into this. So you said two things that I want you to really think about. One, you said, I have over six figures of college debt that I'll never be able to pay off. And how do I go through adult life permanently in debt? So these are two things that I want you to consider. Why do you think that you're going to be stuck in this debt for your entire adult life? One of the key things in getting out of debt is that you have to hate the debt. You have to want to have a life without debt. You know, no one accidentally gets their way out of six figures in debt. (laughs) You don't just stumble through life and go, oh, oh my gosh, I paid off $100,000 of student loan debt. One of the things I really want you to think about is why you think this is a permanent condition for you. Paying off debt is not easy. If this was easy, everyone would do it, right? But if you truly want to have the kind of things that you can use to change your financial story, maybe you want to own a house, maybe you want to be able to take time off work to raise a kid, maybe you just want to be able to travel, or maybe you just want to wake up in the morning without knowing that you've got that debt hanging over your head, you have to actually want to get out of that debt. And I think the hard thing for me is that it sounds like you're incredibly resigned to this idea that your whole life you're going to have this debt. And I don't want that for you. I don't want you to think that this is a permanent condition for you. 30 years is an incredibly long time to have six figures of debt. And, you know, here's the thing. 30 years is the length of a mortgage. Most people buy a house that's over six figures and they pay it off in 30 years. There's a couple situations that you need to think about. One is do you feel like you're permanently in debt because your job doesn't pay enough to pay off this debt? Are you paying $0 because you're on income-based repayment, so you're just waiting for that 30-year deadline? I don't want you to make the assumption that this forgiveness is going to be around in 30 years because, quite frankly, a lot of things can change in 30 years. Are you the same person that you were 30 years ago? Probably not. (laughs) You were probably below elementary school age 30 years ago. I want you to not believe that this debt is a permanent condition in your life but you you have to hate it and so you need to figure out ways to get out of it um one of the ways to get out of it is to actually look at what you are doing with your money other than paying on the debt 
Maybe you're living incredibly close to the margins. Maybe you're making less than $30,000 a year and you've got more than $800 of student loan payments that you're paying on each month. And you're like, how am I ever going to escape this? I can barely pay my rent and just these minimum payments on income-based repayment. Well, maybe you need to look at raising your income. If you're doing the kind of work that you don't get particularly financially rewarded for and you feel like it's an incredibly important work to you, then you have to realize that you're making a trade-off to have this debt for the rest of your life versus making better income. But if you are doing the kind of work that doesn't financially reward you and doesn't financially reward you enough to pay down this debt, then there is a number of situations that you can go through to attempt to repay it. It's very possible that you've got if you are working in a public service field, so say you're a, a at-home nurse or you are working in a nonprofit, as long as it's not a political nonprofit, if you're working in a C3 or you're working in government service, then you are looking at a situation where you could qualify for public student loan forgiveness, which is 10 years. 10 years is a lot shorter than 30. But here's the thing. You need to figure out what you can do to make a long-term plan to get out of this. You can't ignore the short term though, right? If you're on income-based repayment right now and you're just kind of plugging along and you you know, you don't have to make any payments cuz your income is low, you need to figure out a way to make more money. When you're in debt, one of the best things you can do, the best places you can go go is go to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the good and the bad of it is that there are a lot of ways that you can make money in the current economy on top of your current job. I don't want you to get sucked into one of these pyramid scheme crappy, you know, like selling home products at home that you need to buy that you're buying from a friend that's just a pyramid scheme. Uh, like, you know, these vitamin schemes or these. So you're saying there's no gimmicky way out of it. There's no, no gimmick. Weights, no, it's no just work. Out. It's just work to get out of debt. But you have to want to get out of debt. You mm-hmm. need to not see this as a permanent condition in your life. If you're resigned to debt, if you think this is normal, if the, you think this is going to happen for the rest of your life, then you're never going to get out of it. Right. Um, but it it sucks. Like I hear in your question that this is not a happy place for you. So let's get out of it, right? It There are plenty of ways in which you can get out of six figures of student loan debt in less than 30 years. I guarantee it. Um, but you have to hate it. You have to want to get out of it. And you're in a lot of ways in a great situation. You don't have any other debt that you're paying on, right? And student loan debt, as terrible as it is and as hard as it is to totally forgive the balance, there are it is in some ways very flexible because if you can do income-based repayment, you can attack that debt without having to meet a minimum payment on other debts because you don't have other debt in your life. Hmm. So, Loli, there's a lot of ways in which you're in a, a better position than some other people that maybe have financed a car and also have a mortgage on a house. You can do everything you can to attack the student loan debt. So maybe this means that you need to pick up a job throwing pizzas. If you just work... 10 hours a week at that job, you'll be banking another $8,000 a year. You could be out of the student loan debt in 10 years. Do you want to own a house in 10 years? Do you want to get in the situation where you qualify for a mortgage in five? There are lots of ways in which you can attack this money if one of your core values is to do something that this debt is in the way of. But you need to actually think about, do I want this? 
So one thing Lola mentions is she's concerned about the problem of having the debt. Is there anything she can do to mitigate the short-term problems, like being worried about her savings account? I mean, so I'm a big fan of you got you got to get out of this debt, right? Mm-hmm. Like step one, get out of the hole. It's step step one is get out of the hole. Don't charge more money on things. So I don't want you to go out and and buy a house or buy a new car while you've got this six figures of student loan debt. You need to accept that you are in debt. You're in the hole. You're negative. So no more borrowing money, right? Borrowing money mm-hmm. is the the quickest way into the hole. Um, having that emergency fund, so. Focus on building up that emergency fund. If you are very low income and you're on income-based repayment for these loans, it's very likely that your your minimum payment is $0. So the first thing I want you to do is just get that one-month emergency fund because the quickest way to end up in debt is to have no emergency fund and borrow more when emergencies come up. Oh, uh, okay. So, so step one is emergency fund. Step most... one, one-month emergency fund. I'm not telling you you need your three- to six-month emergency fund. Get that one-month emergency fund. Do whatever you can. If you've got a tax refund coming, throw that at your emergency fund. Don't spend it. Don't mm-hmm, put that mm-hmm. towards your debt. Use that as your buffer. Get that one month emergency fund. Then I want you to figure out a way to attack that debt. And it it sucks. It sucks. I'm not I'm not going to pretend that this is an easy thing to do, but a lot of people have done it. You need to shift your expectation of what your you need to shift your expectation of what's possible. One thing I think is really important is make sure you get that emergency fund. Two, you need to total up what you owe. You know, the fact that you said you have over six figures of college debt makes me believe that maybe you haven't actually sat down and figured out where all the debts are. Right. So come come to terms with the numbers. Yes. Look, look, look them in the eye. There is, a, if you are having trouble meeting your minimum payments, one of the best methods that I recommend is using what is called the debt snowball method. The debt snowball method says that you pay down the smallest debt regardless of interest rate. So the mathematical thing to do is called debt avalanche, which is where you pay the highest interest rate first because it's accruing mm-hmm. interest. And so, you know, mathematically, it doesn't make a lot of sense to pay down a small one that has a small interest rate. But if you are having trouble meeting the minimum payments, if you can attack, if you can throw everything above your minimum payments, all the extra money that you have at that smallest debt, you'll eliminate one of your minimum payments. And then you can take the money that you were paying towards that minimum payment and apply it to the next debt. And so I think debt snowball is really good if you're in a situation where you're just drowning. You know, it's very unlikely that that $100,000 of student loan debt is all in one place, right? You probably mm-hmm. have quite a few different loans. That's the way student loans work. I know a lot of people who never even log into their student loan providers. They have no idea. Maybe they have it set up on auto payments. Maybe their parents are paying it. They're just really unsure. It's scary, though. I understand that. It's terrifying, but you have to do it, right? Knowledge is yep. power. Like yep. the Look student under loans, your bed and see the monsters. Yeah. I mean, student loans don't go away just because you've ignored them. <laughs> it's really unfortunate, but it's not true. Uh, um, and you, you can't just... You can't just ignore the student loans into <laughs> into oblivion. No, no, I've, I've I've tried that with bills. I'm 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 still breaking the habit of letting letting them mature when they come in the mail and just sort of sit there and like season a little bit. Yeah, uh, come yeah. Come to room temperature, but no, they're always still the same amount. Right. Yeah, they're still there. Right. <laughs> uh, and the unfortunate thing with student loans is that they usually get bigger the longer you ignore them because they have interest associated oh, yeah, with no, them. Oh yeah, that's no good. Um, but so you have to hate it, Lola. This is the thing. You have to hate debt to want to get rid of it. You don't accidentally walk your way out of debt. Um, you know, and I'm I'm hearing you I'm hearing you say you don't even know how you're gonna pay the tax bill in 30 years when this loan gets forgiven. This is what I'm concerned about. 
one, 30 years is plenty of time to save for a tax bill. But you've you've got to prioritize paying off this debt before 30 years because you have no guarantee that this program is going to still be around for forgiveness in this time. You have your life is going to look totally different in 30 years. I promise you we didn't have pocket robots 30 years ago. So imagine what life is going to look like. There's just no guarantee. Look how much our political climate has changed in the past six months. You have no guarantee if that you're this a real is optimist. Exist. Capitalism is a system where it's entirely <laughs> collapsed and your loan will be meaningless. Yes. However, gift based economy. Here's the thing. You are going to feel so good about yourself if you start attacking the student loan debt. And it's okay if it takes you 10 years to pay it off, right? If you're looking down the barrel and saying 30 years is when you expect it to get forgiven, 10 years doesn't look so bad, right? Like, you can make a plan for your life that Im- involves paying off this debt. Um, and that plan might be that you're working in a public service profession. I usually don't recommend the Public Student Loan Forgiveness Act because it's pretty strict about what you can do as a main debt repayment strategy. But it is a system that if you are truly passionate about work that's in public service and you are not going to get paid a reasonable amount and you have the kind of student loans that qualify, there are certain kinds of federal loans mm-hmm. that qualify for it. If you enroll in the program, 10 years is a lot less than 30, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> You can yeah. do a lot with your life in 20 years of getting out from these. But here's the thing. I don't want you to make plans for other kind of adult activities, like you're saying, getting a mortgage without making a plan for getting out of this debt. So if you're talking about, oh, I can't buy a house because I've got this student loan debt, but then you're planning on spending 30 years in this student loan debt, you're not ready for a house. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be going and taking out new debt. You shouldn't be going and buying a new car and financing it unless you can make a plan to repay the student loan debt. It sucks that you made a decision probably when you were a teenager or in your early 20s that is following you around. Yep. <laughs> and and maybe you didn't even feel like you had a lot of choices in it. Maybe a parent made it for you or you just signed up for it because you didn't really realize what you were getting into. But you made this decision and unfortunately you do need to pay it back. And the student loan system is not awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with it. It's ridiculous how much student loan debt we let a bunch of teenagers get into. But it's your responsibility to get out of this. You put yourself in this situation and there are a lot of problems, systemic problems with the student loan system, but you, you've got to come up with a plan to get out of it because it's your responsibility, right? The moral thing to do is to pay back the, the money that you borrowed. This was other people's money that you used to finance your education. So use that education brain that you got. You bought a very expensive brain. Use it to get out of the debt. And you got to be motivated, right? If, if this you gotta was easy, you got to hate it. If, if this was easy, everyone would do it. But here's the thing. Your life debt-free is going to be better. I guarantee it. One thing I do want to emphasize to Lola and anyone else that has a bunch of debt, student loan or otherwise, is that you need to actually sit down and figure out who you owe to and how much you owe. Um, and know the interest rates. A lot of people have no idea what interest rates they're paying. And with you, if you have student loans, you're probably paying a bunch of different interest rates, depending on whether or not they're subsidized or unsubsidized. So there's a couple websites that you can go to. My favorite recommendation is this website called undebt.it, undebtit. Um, mm-hmm. It lets you, it's essentially just a giant spreadsheet, but it lets you kind of game out different repayment strategies and figure out when you could be free of the debt. Um 
I think it is it it'll walk you through the debt snowball or the debt avalanche on undead it. It's it's very good for helping you be able to figure this out. Um, you know, there's there's really just two things that you need you need in order to get out of debt, which is money and time. Yep, <laughs> right? That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's what you need. But information is the third key. And you you've got to know who you who you owe and what you owe. You can't really kind of make up a strategy as you go along. Well, undebt.it. Yep. Okay. We'll have to check that out. And we can put that up on the show notes, too. I can hear in your question that you're not happy with where you are right now. But it's hard to make plans when you're suffocating under this much student loan debt. But the only way to get out of it is hard work and dedication. That's it. So one of the best things about the show is that I end up getting comments and emails from folks that have made changes because they've listened to this. And so we decided to kind of put it in a segment for you. We wanted to share people's progress. Um, so if you have anything you did because of the show or just because you got motivated about money, uh, feel free to write in. We're calling this our money wins section. So Hashtag money wins. So feel free to hashtag money wins. Send us your financial victories. Yeah. Um, so Dan commented on our last episode, which was about the savers credit and how you can get paid to save for retirement. And he said, you did it. You got me to open a Roth IRA. I've been telling myself to do it for years, but the siren song of procrastination kept steering me away. Kudos. Yay. Yay! Good work, Dan. Oh, that's awesome. I hope some more of you follow instead and start saving for retirement just like Dan. So for the past four months, I've been crafting a self-paced, 100% online version of the in-classroom class I teach called Get Your Money Together Bootcamp. I've taught this curriculum in person to over 350 students in the past two years, and I've seen some truly amazing changes in my students' lives, like Amy, who was inspired to buckle down and pay off $20,000 of student loans in just 18 months after graduating while working for a nonprofit. When putting together the online version of Money Bootcamp, I wanted to make sure that I could capture all the kinesthetic learning activities and personal feedback that my in-person students enjoy. I worked with an instructional designer to make sure that I captured the energy of the classroom experience in the videos and the written lessons. Because this course is online and pixels are cheap, I got to go even further in depth on topics like smashing debt, optimizing taxes, and picking investments, more than I've ever covered during limited classroom time. The doors for Get Your Money Together Bootcamp online open on tax day, April 18th. But because I'm so excited to finally get to talk about this, I'm giving away full course packages for free just to folks that listen to this podcast. If you're interested in learning more about the bootcamp or entering the giveaway, you can go to ohmydollar.com slash giveaway. That wraps our show for today. Our producer is Bull Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. X-Ray. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.